Hello, and welcome back to another episode of For the Souls podcast, where we talk about shit that actually matters. Today, I'm joined by my lovely mother, mom. If you would like to just take a second to introduce yourself, what do you do? How how many children do you have? <laughs> well, I'm sure that a lot of you guys already know a lot about me. <laughs> Amy does really good at um, talking about me sometimes. But anyways, um, I am a labor and delivery nurse. I'm a mom of four, a grandma of four. Dang. been married for 27 years and I'm just happy to be here doing this episode with you a little nervous but we'll get Thank through you. it I don't know why too I'm a little nervous as if me and you don't talk all the time just regularly cheese me out the, like all the time I know <laughs> but I think it's probably it's a little bit more formal kind of in the sense just the mics in our face the camera in our face it probably feels a little bit more intense than it should be but um for those of you don't, that don't know my mom's name, her name's Alma, by the way. I don't think we we said her name, but That's her name's true. Alma. Um, and I gave you the option to choose topics that we could talk about today. And you chose to talk about your relationship with Marco. Out of curiosity, what made you want to choose that topic? Because I think that people need to see that even when you're at your worst, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. And with Marco, we were at a point where it was like hopeless, but I'm a strong believer that hope is what gets you through life. And even though I didn't see it in that time, I thought that I could never see this guy in front of my face again. Yeah. I love him like he's my son. Oh, that's so, so precious. <laughs> I think people need to know, like if you're going through it, you you can move through those emotions and actually ex establish like a good healthy relationship yeah so to give a little context and background for people that don't know uh why it was so hard for you guys to have a relationship in the beginning um i met him we got together really fast we used to talk on the phone day and night fall asleep on the phone together and um i think from the moment that you met him you weren't too fond of him were you I hadn't even met him yet. You had told me about him, and I was like, yes, no, this isn't the type of guy that I want for my daughter. <laughs> you know you know what I distinctly remember? I think I remember it, too. <laughs> I remember Marco telling me he's Italian. Oh. And you were like, what's his last name? And then I told you his last name, and you were like, I meh. Are you kidding me right now? You think that he's Italian with that last name. And then I confronted him about it. I was like, wait, so are you part Italian? He's like, yeah, from the waist down. I was like, oh this fool, it would be him. to Now that you know him, it's totally something he would do. But I remember you totally being like, girl, no seas pendeja. Like, come on. I know yeah. you don't believe that he's really Italian. Well, I remember you coming home and you were like, he has so many hats on his wall. And I'm like, okay, hats? <laughs> what else? <laughs> Is he in school? Does he have goals? Nope. nope. He's a, a, hood, a hood guy. See, I always like the bad boys, Um so, yeah, that was crazy. But um, also, when we ended up getting together, I ended up moving in with him and we ended up going through domestic violence, which there was a period that none of us talked like our, you know, I wasn't in communication with you guys. It was a very strained relationship, like mother, daughter, siblings. Um, I know a lot of people that follow me want to know what was it like for you during that time to know that I was going through those kinds of tribulations with him it was very painful but at the same time with the upbringing that I had um, I was being led by those examples in those situations because I don't know if it's you want to say it's completely cultural mm -hmm. I think um, the social economic 
situation that we grew up in played a big role in me thinking like, okay, this guy is putting his hands on my daughter. There's no hope for him. Mm -hmm. He's going to kill her eventually, Mm -hmm. or she's going to live a lifetime of suffering with him. And I don't know how many kids they're going to have. And, you know, he's just going to break her down. But, um, it's even though I had been through like my own experiences and it does get better as a mother, you just want to protect your children from anything that's going to hurt them. Yeah. My goal was, I don't want them to go through what I went through and to see you making those decisions and to see how passionate you were about sticking it through with him. Yeah. I was like, I'm never going to be able to get through her head. Yeah. And it was difficult for me to figure out how to communicate with you those feelings without us getting um, getting our emotions involved and just popping off on each other, yeah. you know? And, and that was something that I had to learn to do. But in my, you know, safe space, in my quiet time, in my dark moments, all I did was cry and pray. Oh, I'm so sorry I put you through that. <laughs> it's okay. Um, did you ever think as a mom, like, how your daughter could get to this point like did it give did it give you any self-reflection at all as to like how if you got because you guys did a good job raising me you know what I mean you guys taught me about the Lord you guys gave me a solid foundation I mean there was things that I think were out of your control which um I want to I want to touch on because I feel like I want to apologize to you I'm gonna cry (laughs) don't because then you're gonna make me cry (laughs) because I feel like um a lot of my life, I was punishing you for not having my real dad, but I didn't realize that that's what I was doing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of my outbursts or like decision making or even just sticking it out in those situations for as long as I did stem from the fact that I was trying to fill that void of not having a father. And because you were the only present one in my life, you were kind of getting the short end of the stick. And I didn't know how to like articulate that to you like I'm punishing you for something that you you can't even do any better like there's no more that you could have done to change my decision making because what I was trying to heal in myself had nothing to do with you well two things when we are going through things in life we automatically are like on survival mode right Mm -hmm. if you are not given the things that you need the foundation that you need to know how to navigate through things you automatically turn that switch on and you're just living to survive yeah and two i mean you you wouldn't have known you were a teenager your brain wasn't even completely developed you know yeah. so don't beat yourself up about that yeah um for me while we were going through that situation i feel like part of me was just on survival mode Um, all that pain wasn't allowing me to even look at like the decisions that I had made. All I knew is I had grown up without a father Mm -hmm. and I wanted that for you guys. Even though we were a blended family at the same time, you know, my mother, she, we didn't grow up with a stable relationship in, in when I lived with her. So I wanted to make sure that I didn't have that same situation with you guys and I think that me what I what I thought for myself was like why is she doing this when like I've given her a good life yeah I've done things that my mother did not do with me I've you know given her different examples of of 
what life is because she hasn't had to grow up the way that I did. I didn't understand the void that you had because your dad wasn't involved. And I think part of it has to do because I haven't even healed to this day because I also have that daddy void. And I've met my father, but I'm okay with not knowing him. So I never even stopped to think, on your perspective of the decisions you were making actually have a connection because you were missing your dad in yeah. your life. Yeah, I think that was probably the most predominant factor of why. I mean, there's other things too. I, I just made a podcast episode where I was talking about how um, as mothers, sometimes we're not conscious about what we are modeling and what we're not modeling. And I kind mm-hmm. of touched on like what I saw from you growing up was this inability to establish healthy boundaries and just like serving dad no matter what Mm -hmm. and for me that translated like no matter what as a woman my job is to serve the man that I love and I thought I was doing that and doing the right thing by sticking by Marco and being like I'm your ride or die you know what I mean and and I didn't I wasn't able to like okay create this is what a healthy boundary is like I can serve my man without also being like betraying myself in certain aspects you know what I mean and I think that I thought that way because I always saw you be such a good good wife you know and even in some ways I mean you know every relationship has their tribulations and stuff but I think that also added to why I was so like right or wrong I'm sticking by my man you know what I mean? And it's actually a quality I love about you and dad, you know, although yet y'all got to find the balance sometimes, yeah, which yeah. we all do. I and Marco and I have had to <clears throat> find the balance, but it's, it's something I admire. I just had to learn the hard way how to set those boundaries, you know? Um, but back on the topic of Marco. So I have people that asked us some questions and they want to know some things um, for you. So one of the questions that I get asked a lot is how did you forgive him or get over how he was in the past or what he did to me? There's a couple of situations that happened where he showed me that one, he had to swallow a really big pill and just be a man, be a dad. Back then you just had a mora. Mm -hmm. And um, to see his behavior because anybody else in that situation would have just been like f it i don't have to deal with this shit Mm -hmm. but he did and i think he did because he was silently fighting for you deal with what Uh, an event oh (laughs) wait which event i can edit it out the baptism oh yeah 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 the bath we could we could i think we could talk about it and if if not if i'll run it by him and i'll edit it out if not well i'm being mindful of amora too yeah you know because there's certain things that can be questioned but you know there's a time and a place for that well we've talked to her about it a little bit we haven't given her details or nothing but just that in that moment in her life someone else was in the picture if cousins were to ever show her pictures okay that's great that's awesome yeah so yeah for me to be sitting in church with him there seeing you with his daughter and someone else spoke really loud to me. I was like, okay, this is like a, a giant, gentle soul type of person. Yeah. You know, because even though he had been aggressive in the past, it takes, I think, a lot to sit there and be able to be a part of that moment in your child's life. Yeah. And 
I think it also showed me like, okay, he does really care for her because when you care for a person, you'll bend over backwards. Yeah. You're going to do what you have to do to show the support. Yeah. And the other reason was when you guys decided to get back together, I had a conversation with Stefan and I said, the only way, because I was still scared. Yeah. I was like, once a hitter, always a hitter. It's never going to change yeah. because that's how I grew up. My mom embedded that in my head. Yeah. You know, like, todos están cortados con la misma pinche tijera. Yeah. So, you know, once they do that, they're never going to not do it again. Yeah. Stefan is my dad, by the way, for oh. those, who, <laughs> those who don't know. My mom just referenced you talking to my dad. So um, I told him, I said, the only way I can have peace in my heart is we need to have a relationship with him because he is also broken in a weird way i saw myself in him too yeah and the only way that we can guarantee that he has a good um like mentor like good you know people in his life that can show him healthy things is by us becoming his friends like if jesus forgave you know, all of us, because we crucified him in the cross, yeah. what, who am I? What is keeping me from being able to do that? I finally, like, it clicked in my head. The only way to move forward is to be happy and to get to know the guy, because I honestly didn't really know that much. All I yeah. knew was, like, his bad side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that he really didn't talk. Yeah. Yeah, He and he is. Uh, for those who, like, know, well, Marco don't let just anybody know him. But once you get to know him, he is just a goofy ass loving person i think you see that now more yes, than ever yes. and my son is just like him mauricio's just like him you know they're super like slow to warm very observant i'm gonna see what everyone else is about I before i let you guys in and it's funny to see it in mauricio because it's like oh my gosh you were your dad it's son. a little mini marco mm -hmm. no i know i think back at like when he came to the house over in woodstock and he was just quiet and to me it was very like how disrespectful yeah. You know, like you're here, you're meeting your girlfriend's parents, like you need to be outgoing. But then at the same time, it's like, I understand now that I know him, Yeah, you know, that's his personality. Yeah. I, I, I do think that I did judge him really fast and I didn't give myself the opportunity to get to know him. I sometimes wonder if I would have just gotten to know him a little more could things could I have prevented certain things yeah. happening to you but you know the yeah. what ifs don't matter anymore yeah. I don't want to cry about it oh <laughs> don't it's okay <laughs> well that's that's um I never heard I never actually like asked you I don't think like what made you ever forgive him and so it's, it's a trip to hear those vital memories that you have like specifically that for you were eye-openers for you. Yeah, it, I just realized, I was like, I need to love this guy. If I love this guy, this guy's going to love my daughter. And then I don't have to worry about her safety. Yeah. And I think it worked. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> I, think <it> worked. <laughs> I think he got bombarded with love. And you know what? Not to share so much about him, but, like, he wasn't used to that growing up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like he grew up in a household where you hug or you kiss or you say, I love you, you know? So for him being a hard ass and being aggressive and being hood and being street, like that's all he really knew. So to come into a family where we were merciful, I think to meet a woman with me and the foundation that you guys gave me about being compassionate, being loving, being forgiving, you know, even though he was showing me all his demons per se, I was in love with everything I was in love with the other side of that I was in love with the the little boy in him that yeah. never had love yeah. you know what I mean and I think that with time you guys ended up loving that side of him too and in many ways I feel like 
we helped heal parts of him that I don't think that we even realized we were doing just by simply giving him that chance. You know, I know, I know. It's amazing, and it's such a beautiful blessing to see you, both of you guys growing in the last ten years. But even with him, because at one point, you know, early on in the relationship, I was like, "There is no hope for this guy." Yeah, you know. And then to see the man that he is now, I'm just like, "Lord, please always protect him." Oh. You know, like <laughs> I love him like he's my son. Yeah. So I, I'm just, I'm thankful. In the moment, you don't see it, but now I realize why God placed you two together. Yeah. You know, so I'm just like, you guys have beautiful children, beautiful family. You guys are definitely like the light of love. Yeah. So I, I'm like, oh, we struggled in the beginning, but we're in such a good place now. Yeah, sometimes it trips me out to think about how toxic it was, like in the beginning, how fucking crazy it was. Like, I'm talking about crazy, crazy. Like, he tried to run my dad over <laughs> my dad and my uncle over when my dad and my uncle were gonna you know street justice him (laughs) and now we're like well I think that he didn't know the capability of the extent of how much we were gonna hunt you down Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so he um, Mm -hmm. underestimated mama bear (laughs) yeah I freaked out his mom (laughs) poor lady I feel like I probably made her blood sugar (laughs) go down and she almost went (laughs) hypoglycemic on us you know but um in all i think that those experiences just made made our relationship stronger because yeah. we can now look back at it and you know just be like we've come such a long yeah. way i know him and theo rigo laugh about that shit and i'm just like you guys used to be like mortal enemies like yeah. theo rigo was ready to like go to town and now they're like calling each other playing fucking games and shit at night <laughs> oh my gosh okay um do you have any resentment towards marco for how he treated me in the beginning, yes, I'm not going to lie about that, you know, but like I said, you you move through those emotions and and you heal. And how can you not when you're seeing him treating your daughter the way you've always envisioned the life that you want for her? You yeah. know? There's if if you're stuck in that resentment still then you haven't healed. Yeah. You really need to process and you really need to like live in the moment and see what's going on. Obviously, yeah. if you're like in a situation where you still see it here and there, then you need to tackle it like head on. Yeah. And just the best thing I think we've done. And again, because of you is just had sincere, open conversations. Yeah. Which is something that we didn't really have in our family growing no. up. I think we've barely embraced that probably like the last, what, three, four years, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But just having really candid honest conversations and being very intentional with our conversations and I tell that to my girls in the mentor program all the time like when you're gonna have those tough conversations with family loved ones partners being intentional with the productiveness that you want to come out of that Mm -hmm. conversation is like half the battle you know and then just being courageous enough to be honest and saying okay here's where we're at now what can we do to make it better I think that's really helped our family a lot and it's a very hard process to understand and to even initiate because me being the older sister I've had to do that a couple times already and with you know the background of my family it's always like we're entering a dark tunnel and we don't know if we're gonna make it but you do yeah you do and you just want to hug and you know feel the love yeah it's real healing Mm -hmm. um Someone asked, and I think we kind of touched a little bit on it, but maybe, I don't know if there's something you want to add, but what's the process of forgiveness look like with time? When did you know for certain he changed? 
I think the personality, your the type of your person you are, plays a big role. Yes. <laughs> um, like if when you compare me and your dad, right? Vividly, he will remember like every single millisecond of the situation. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, well, you know, yeah, it was bad. And really, that's all you're going to say? It was just <laughs> bad? Yeah. Um, so I think for me, I had specific situations that happened, right, that yeah. really hurt me. And I had to tell myself, this is how I saw him before, but this is what he's showing me now. Mm-hmm. If I continue to lead my feelings on what I thought that he was going to continue to do, which 90% of the time it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I would have been stuck in that same situation. I would have been that suegra that's like, nunca va a cambiar, you know, he's yeah. going to continue to do it the same. But you have to make that decision. You have to analyze yourself. You have to think like critically, yeah. you know, what mindset am I in, even though he's already put me through these kind of things. Yeah. And again, what led me was I, I have to think of her future. I have to think of the man that I want him to be and how am I going to contribute mm-hmm. towards making sure that he is that. Yeah. Number one thing is love. Yeah, It all boils back down to love and you cannot lose the hope yeah. of that. Yeah. That's, oh, that's beautiful, yeah, Mom. I have to say. God, that's a clip. <laughs> I'm like hearing you speak. I'm like, yes, this is an Instagram clip. I freaking feel it. That's a good one. No, I agree, though. I agree. Okay, next question. Um, let me see. Okay, maybe this is a question t- for me because it asks, do you get jealous or upset when your mom and fiance talk about personal issues? So I'll answer that because I believe that's directed towards me. No, I actually love that you guys have the relationship that you guys have. Um, I think that everybody is deserving to have a, a safe person that they can go and speak to, that they can go and joke with or just you know build that bond with and to know that Marco feels that with you. And that feels like you're like his second mom and he can come to you and he could, you know, crack jokes or tell you about me or whatever, you know, just how we we are. For me, it makes me happy that he has someone other than me that he can also lean on for support, you know. And I think as a in-law, it's very important to just be neutral. Yes. You know, having neutrality and not citing one more than the other is it provides that safe space for yeah. vulnerability and being able to say, you know, suegra, your daughter's getting on my nerves. Like you need to check her, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but, um, I would like to say, and hopefully you'll agree that I feel like I, I have, you know, not in the beginning, but now I, I feel like I could have a conversation with both of you guys and check you both, you know, if you both are. Oh, definitely. I actually was just telling Marco the other day when we were talking about you were going to be on the podcast and I was like reading through some of the questions and I, I told him, I said, babe, I think one of the biggest advantages that we have had in our relationship is that my parents have chosen to be neutral Mm -hmm. because a lot of the time when I talk to a lot of people, their parent just is so like protective of their their daughter protective of their son and that kind of clouds the inability to think of family as a whole and when you think about two people that have a a baby right it's really hard for parents i think to step out of like oh this is what they're like mama bear mode or papa bear mode to think about okay but my grandchild okay but she ain't going nowhere they're gonna stay together so how can i best conform to best support and help and influence their relationship in a better way, you know? And I think neutrality, like you said, has probably been 
one of the things that has helped us grow the most because it holds us both accountable. Yes. And the bigger picture that you guys are painting to us is that like, hey, just because you're my daughter, just because you're my son-in-law, the bigger picture is that you guys have kids and you guys have to be the example for them. And that reiterated to, at least to me, and I think to Marco as well, that um, the importance of the neutrality that you guys took with us. Yes. And I think we are just living day to day. We don't stop to think about these things. I, I don't know if Marco's the same way, but it, or men in general, yeah. but they lack the ability to foresee the next decade. Yeah. Even the next year. Yeah. You know, and th- this is why we have such a vital role as wives. I had that same conversation with your dad and, and it boiled back down to, you know, it's no longer just me and you, it, you know, what legacy are we leaving for you, for kids in the beginning, but now the grandchildren, yeah. what example are we being to Amy and Marco, you know, you, you're a man, what, how are you um, influencing Marco? Because we can't be selfish and just think of ourselves and want to satisfy our needs what we are doing the little ones are watching and they are going to continue that behavior or those actions or that way of thinking if we are not setting that example yeah oh that's powerful it's so true too i don't and i'm not sure if if many people think of it that way and i hope that if you're listening and you have a parent that doesn't think of it that way share this podcast with them Yes, it, the, this world is very, like, we get caught up in what we're doing, and we really need to think ahead, especially with our children. They're mm-hmm. the future. Yeah. So that kind of uh, goes into the next question. This girl says, my mom holds grudges against anyone who hurt me or did me dirty in the past. How can she let go? My mom's the same way. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's unfortunately something that's out of her control. Mm-hmm. You know, she can't control her mom. Can you have conversations with her to give her a different outlook and perspective in life? That's that's the only way I feel like someone that's very stuck in their ways is going to start to see things, you know, like spark that curiosity. Mm-hmm. Have these conversations or listen to the podcast and start making that person think. Mm-hmm. You you can't make you you could die thinking that you can change this person but that person has to want to change from within what advice would you give her mom like if her mom were to say you know what I'm struggling with letting go of the hurt that people have caused my daughter how how can I change is it continuous then you know like are they constantly still hurting hurting that person then that's the decision that that person has to make and decide to separate herself or himself from that person is it someone that is no longer behaving like that like Marco you know Mm -hmm. um situation then you need to again you're living in the past you need to reflect again on those feelings those emotions are they coming because you're still holding on to that behavior and if you are you need to look at how that person is now Mm -hmm. but until you decide to forgive and you yourself have told me this (laughs) until you decide to forgive and move on and let it go completely then you're not going to be able to move forward. Is yeah. it going to come up? Yes. Yeah. But you need to make that decision. Hold yourself accountable. You yeah. know, am I going to dwell on this and behave like una niña llorona, you know, or whatever? Or am I am I going to let it go and realize that that's not who he or her is? Yeah. We're not perfect. We make mistakes. Yeah. We just need to learn to not allow that mistake to dictate 
if we're going to move backwards again. Yeah, yeah and I agree. Um, I think everyone is capable of change if they want it bad enough. And I think Marco's a perfect example of that. I think mm-hmm. he wanted to change. He wanted to become a better person. And like you said, uh, it's very circumstantial. If your child is in a relationship with somebody who continuously does the same thing, well, then of course that's going to hinder your ability to forgive them, right? Because it's just like you're waiting for the next moment that they do it and then it's going to reopen all the wounds. Mm-hmm. But um, if they are showing progress and they are showing change, uh, then really it's, it's, uh, it's an issue with yourself. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, so, yeah. But that. sometimes even recognizing that issue yeah. is the hardest step to take. I know that took me a while. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, this kind of, I guess it's kind of similar to what you said. I don't know. How did your mom grow fond of him, given the rocky start? Well, he's such a good person. <laughs> How could you not, like, get along with Marco, you know? And then him just taking care of you and the beautiful family that you guys have created, it just makes me love him even more. Yeah, But he's super easy to get along with. You know, he is silly in the way that he just cracks his funny, crazy jokes. I know. (laughs) Sometimes he sends you things. I'm like, what if my mom didn't understand that? Yeah, it's okay. If she doesn't, she will. (laughs) I think he gets a kick out of that because I have a really hard time with like segundo sentido type of stuff. You know, I'm kind of slow when it comes to jokes. But, um, you know, then he does the little things. Like the other day he sent me this video about um, when you're driving in the rain and hydroplaning. Yeah. And I was like, he does love me. He does care for me. You yeah. know, like he's looking out for me. Yeah. So those are the kind of things that I'm just like, oh, he's looking out. And then like when I was in nursing school, he totally came and changed my flat tire. And like yeah. to have that security of another man and it's like my daughter's man that's yeah. looking out for me because I'm a woman. And yeah. I don't know about those things like was very like loving from him to want to. Yeah go out of his way and do that for me and he does love you very much like he (laughs) seriously is just like your mom is such a wonderful person you know just who you are like who you are your your soul your spirit the being of who you are is just someone that he really just loves so much and he does always tell me that you're just just a beautiful person (laughs) (laughs) but no um yeah that's it's it's a trip how um fast time has flown and how it seemed I don't know for me I can just remember like it just felt like yesterday everything was just shot to shit and then in no time everything just got better I know Um, but I think it emphasizes the importance of everybody's willingness to want it to work and I think because we see how fast time has gone by like it makes me think of like if there's anybody out there that is struggling whether it's the same scenario or just anything. Sometimes in family, we just fight over the pettiest things in life. Yeah. Life is so short. And if these 10 years have gone by as fast as they've gone by, like, don't, don't let it slip through your fingers. You know, just be proactive and do something. Take the initiative mm-hmm. to just make it right. In, in the end, when you see how happy and how healing it is for everyone, you will just be so grateful and thankful that you did it. Yeah. That's the best advice I think that I can give now because we did lose, what, maybe three, four, three, four years, four years yeah. of us being able to actually enjoy our time together and not missing out on each other. Yeah. So I would say to everybody that's listening and that's going through it, be the one person, be that brave soul that yeah. makes the change and makes it happen. And if, and if, it, if you fail at it, don't give up. 
Yeah. Do it again. I agree. <laughs> I agree. That light, that light in your family. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you a question on forgiveness because forgiveness obviously played a, a very important um, factor, right, in in us evolving as a family and Marco and I is in a relationship. But I see, <clears throat> I've seen online some people that feel as though forgiveness should not happen unless you see that the person is definitely sorry would you would you say that forgiveness took place for you before you saw that change in Marco or after you saw that change in Marco no he definitely had not changed yet because you guys were still struggling through it what I realized is if I don't forgive him then I will never be able to move forward Mm. it's for my own peace Mm -hmm. when you hold on to things you're running your life through anger and that wears you down eventually yeah and I was just tired I was tired of feeling all these ugly feelings towards him I didn't I didn't want to do that obviously me you know growing up in church and knowing the Lord has played a big role in me being able to feel and see things in that way but it wasn't um a decision that I felt that was hard because I feel like naturally I'm also like that Mm -hmm. I've grown up my whole life being like that and 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 now that I'm thinking about it I'm like did my mom play a role in it because my mom is the same way yeah she like siempre se quita you know la camisa y se la da otra persona or type you know she'll give her food to somebody and she'll forgive no matter how much they've done her wrong so I feel like forgiveness means that you are already ready to move on and let that part of your life go that past okay Good. What about you? Uh, for me, it's the same. I feel like me, um, any time in my life that I chose to forgive, it was never dependent on the actions of someone else because I feel like that is giving them the control to dictate how much I heal. That's true. You know, and if I'm constantly waiting for someone to say sorry to me or acknowledge that they hurt me or whatever, I could be waiting forever. Your whole life. You know, yeah. so it's directly dependent on my desire to want to have peace internally and for me the way I've been able to establish that is by forgiving people even when I haven't gotten the sorry even when they have I haven't gotten the acknowledgement even when I haven't seen the change because like you said that forgiveness is for yourself it's for your own peace it's so that you don't navigate your life with these negative emotions that wear you down because truthfully to me negativity does that it's like an anchor that just weighs at mm-hmm. you daily and if you don't deal with it if you you could suppress it and you could use ego to be like oh well you know what well, fuck them i don't care that they're not in my life but then every single time you're triggered you feel all that same hurt again because you never actually processed it right forgiveness to me is is clearing all of that forgiveness to me is okay when i am triggered i'm not going to feel the weight of that pain anymore because i chose forgiveness exactly and that to me is more peaceful than saying i need to wait for someone to show me that they're remorseful before i choose to forgive and not only that but like taking it even to a whole nother level of not not even thinking of ourselves right yeah what like ripple effect are you starting by giving that example yeah you know it could be somebody that's going through so much in their life that we don't even know how it could impact them for them to know that we've forgiven them. Yeah. And that could be, you know, what they needed to hear to be able to start their healing process. Yeah. It makes me think of like my dad, you know, um, just the way he's gone through so many things in the wrong way as it comes 
to which my life. dad uh my real dad my biological <laughs> oh, okay, dad okay. um you know the, some of his ways of trying to navigate through having a relationship with me obviously there was decisions made that were probably not the best right mm-hmm. but being that i am the way that i am and believing in redemption and believing that people are capable of change um i don't think that i should punish somebody for who they were at their lowest who they were when they were finding themselves who they were when they didn't know God. You know what I mean? And I feel like in order to truly love unconditionally, it makes me, it maybe sounds cliche, but I think about God, right? Who loves us unconditionally, regardless of the amount of sin that we have and who can be merciful with us and gracious with us. And I want to lead my life in that way. You know, I want to love people as unconditionally as the Lord that I believe in loves me. And part of that is stepping out of my own self, stepping out of my own ego and say, and showing people the same grace that the Lord has shown me in my life and has shown Marco. And I think because we went through this process and it was like domestic violence to like a very healthy relationship. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like me and Marco got a pretty healthy relationship. Healthier than mine. (laughs) You know, like we grew and gained the wisdom from those darkest moments so much that I'm like, if we were able to do this, if I was able to do this, if Marco was able to do this, if my dad was able to do this, anybody can do it. Exactly. But you don't know if you keep that door closed. Exactly. I was thinking the same thing as you were speaking right now. I'm like, it's it's by his grace, you know, and if he is showing us grace, why can't we be the same? Can you imagine how this world would be if we all envisioned it you know like that but we're here we don't know for how long we're here for so just do it don't don't stop yeah you know I agree keep that heart open yes I mean don't be foolish you know you got to have discernment yes you know don't be foolish but I think uh true healing happens when there's one person courageous enough the world would benefit more from this type of behavior I agree sure I agree. Well, mom, that pretty much wraps up this uh, podcast. I'm having too much fun. I'm not ready to stop talking. (laughs) We can record another (laughs) on another topic. I'm so down. Um, But thank you so much for just joining me and having this conversation and sharing your insight um, as a mother-in-law, as a mom, so that I hope uh, I hope that it influences other moms who may be stuck in that resentment to open their hearts. But I also um, hope that it gives girls like me that are in love with somebody that is like, you know, not what their family thought. And if he is putting in the work to try to be a better person, I hope that it gives these girls hope that you guys can prevail. You know, it takes a, it takes a little bit of everybody working, yes. but you guys can prevail. Yes, you're welcome. I'm super excited that I was able to do this with you. And, you know, the one thing I'll end it with is nadie nace sabiendo cómo vivir la vida. You can translate that. In, in, in no English. one is born knowing how to live life or let me, let me elaborate to how to just do things, uh, the right way what is the right way yes right because everything is circumstantial no one is born knowing exactly we learn as we go exactly and that's what we've done so hopefully you guys can take this in and roll with it yes for the best of you know for it to be able to give you guys the best outcome in your lives amen amen hallelujah all right everybody you guys enjoy the rest of your day or night depending on when you listen to this. All right, everybody. Peace out.
That's the end of this episode. I really hope that you enjoyed. Um, You guys' donations really help this podcast be what it is and help it run. So if you would like to support me and everything that I do, I will link my cash app in the bio or in the description so that you can make a contribution towards the cause. So I love you all and remember all love, always, always.